0: Great performers aren't just born, they're crafted. There's always something that drives those countless hours of work that go into greatness when many others would just simply disengage. Inspiration is the thing that drives most great performers to these extraordinary lengths. In this episode, the vocalist Diane Reeves recounts the inspiration she found in Sarah Vaughan. This is Jazz Stories. I'm Matthew Law Middleton. I think the thing that made
1: her unique was her approach to her voice. You know, you have to listen to her sometimes as just an instrument that has the ability to articulate words because there's such a broad range of color in her voice. And she was masterful in controlling that. She understood it, knew how to use it, had great harmonic vocabulary and understanding and could reach inside the chords and sing notes and and sing them with... You know, a richness or a, a use of timbre in her voice that would just blend with the instruments or stand out from the instruments, but was very, very aware of sound and color. And her range was very, very broad. So, you know, that was the thing that really, to me, made her especially unique.
0: Diane Reeves may easily be one of the preeminent jazz vocalists in the world today. She- She's recorded over 20 albums, four of which have won Grammys, and three of those were consecutive wins, which no other jazz vocalist has ever done. She's performed with Peggy Lee, Sergio Mendez, and Harry Belafonte, to name just a few. But the guiding light in Reeves' dedication to her art and the development of her own style has always followed the luminous Sarah Vaughan. And inevitably, whenever the subject of jazz vocalist comes up, a comparison is always made to Sarah Vaughan. And in many ways, as the career of Reeves grew, it mirrored the graceful conclusion of Vaughan's. Reeves admired and studied Vaughan, and she describes here first meeting Sarah when she was just 19.
1: It was in 1975 at a, a concert that was a tribute to Cannonball Adderley. I was there with my cousin George, Duke, and... I was hanging out backstage, looking at all the people with another cousin of mine, and we were actually we were looking at Alfonso Johnson because we thought he was cute. Then I saw this lady sitting over on the sofa, you know, minding her own business, and I went over and sat next to her, and um, started talking to her. And so she asked me what I did, and I said, "Well, I'm a singer." And she said, "Oh, well, uh, who do you listen to?" So I named a couple of people, and then I said, "But I love Sarah Vaughan." And she looked at me like. Oh, really? And I said, yeah. And then I told her about why I loved her. So she can really sing. She, her voice goes high and oh, in the best way that I knew how to describe it. And uh, all while this was going on, somebody was walking by going, 15 minutes, sass, sass, 10 minutes, and sass, you're on. And I just didn't get the connection. And uh, then she goes and she walks on stage, and I just, she kind of, turned sideways a little bit and I was like oh my god I can't believe it's the divine one and I hid after that I was nowhere to be found I was so embarrassed I didn't know who she was say it isn't so say
0: And some years later, at a gig with trumpeter Clark Terry, she had her first formal meeting with The Divine One. And that evening, Reeves opened for Vaughn, but again, Diane would be surprised by the witty and sassy Sarah Vaughn. I
1: think in a lot of ways I was in
0: awe of her and never could get my mouth
1: ready or right to ask any questions. I would just go and see her in performance and just be amazed. The one time that I did meet her officially was at a, a festival in Wichita, Kansas, where I was working with Clark, and we opened for her, and she was with the Basie Band, and it was interesting. She actually sat out and listened to me, and then afterwards she came back and she said, as long as you live, I don't ever want you opening for me again. And so <laughs> I started to cry. I mean, I, I didn't know what it meant, and all the adults that were around, they were laughing, and said, that
0: was a compliment.
1: I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Despite having so much in common, Sarah and Diane never got to develop a close relationship. But Diane was profoundly influenced by Sarah.
1: When I listen to Sarah, Sarah says to me, find your own uniqueness, find your own voice, be yourself, work with what you have. So it wasn't so much that I wanted anything that she had because I really understood that. It was more that I wanted to develop what it was that I had, and my approach, she opened doors and said, you know, these are the possibilities of voice. Now find out what it is that you can do, you know. And so I had to find my own thing.
0: This interview was recorded by Josh Jackson in 2001, backstage at Jazz at Lincoln Center, for a concert celebrating the music of Sarah Vaughan. You can hear much more of Diane Reeves' music, including a tribute concert to Sarah Vaughan at JALC.org JazzCast. This installment of Jazz Stories was produced by myself, with Alexa Lim, David Gorin, and Steve Rath. Jazz Stories is made possible with the support of Jazz at Lincoln Center, so consider becoming a member or experiencing a live show if you're in New York City. For Jazz Stories, I'm Matthew Law Middleton.